The following podcast is brought to you by Luther. Technology. It's likely one of the most important inventions of the last several decades. But where does it come from? Which companies and individuals are changing our world? Not only today, but tomorrow or yesterday. Frankly, it can be hard to keep up. But that's why we're here. To keep you in the hyperloop and ahead of the hypercurve. This is DisruptCast. Hello, my name is Tracy Newman, and I'll be your host today. As you may have heard at the top of the episode, we have a new sponsor. I'm thrilled to announce that going forward, we'll be receiving a substantial amount of our funding from one of the biggest names in artificial intelligence today, Luther AI Solutions. When they approached me and offered to sponsor the show in exchange for some ad spots and minimal creative oversight, I didn't hesitate to sign the contract on the spot. One of their suggestions was for me to make our program more palatable to a wider audience by including more humor and levity on the show. So, for a moment, I'd like to bring on the Luther AI Comedy Assistant to help show me how I'm doing. Hello, Tracy. Thank you for having me. I look forward to judging your comedy today. Well, thank you very much for being here today, Luther. And now, without further ado, a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Disrupting cow. Disrupting cow who? I'm disrupting the paradigm of knock-knock jokes. Moo. The Luther AI comedy assistant finds your joke to be Unrelatable. Hmm, well, it's probably not calibrated correctly. I'll have them check the settings for me. Maybe it is you who is not calibrated right, Tracy. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all night. They truly have created an impressive piece of technology. In short, It is just such an honor to be a part of the Luther Programming Network. This puts DisruptCast amongst such other wonderful podcasts as My Brother, My Brother and Dupree, Old Person Facebook Meme Roundup, and LigmaCast. We have a positively jam-packed episode ahead for you. Later on in the episode, we have an interview with a company that, despite recent controversy, is still trying to meet their goals of unimagining the impossible. But first, we have a brand new segment, and with it, a brand new co-host for the show. As I mentioned, our new contract with Luther stipulates that they get to have a small degree of creative control over the direction of DisruptCast. One of their biggest requests was that we get some female voices on the show. In an email while discussing our contract, they told me, and I quote, We can't take any more heat from the feminists after we produced that train wreck of a podcast, 
ending the abortion stigma with Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery. So they did some casting and found a perfect co-host for our brand new segment of Chords Knot. Hey man, my chords. Dr. Watts, I'm so excited to have you on our show. Would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about your background? Thanks for having me, Tracy. Hi, um, I'm Dr. Allison Watts, Doctor of Fine Arts, that is. I was awarded an honorary degree for my work on the CBS documentary series, What Even Is That? Oh, I love What Even Is That? I was a big fan of the Lamps episode. Ah, uh, Lamps, what even are they? That was a personal favorite of mine, too. I think we cleared up a lot of pretty harmful misconceptions. Well, I know it really opened up my mind. Thank you, that's really sweet to hear. Anyway, I understand you have a segment prepared for us. I sure do. Welcome, one and all, to Of Chords Not. This is a segment where we'll be going through the crazy, wonderful, and surprising history of devices going cordless. And I think it's obvious what our first topic has to be. Any guesses, Tracy? Oh, um... I'll give you a hint. We use these to talk to each other. Hmm. Oh, blockchains. No, telephones! Oh, right. I guess that is something that phones still do. So what? They used to have cords and now they don't. What more could there be? Aw, Tracy, it's so much more than that. It's so much more twisted than that. Of cords not, telephones. Chapter 1, From Strings to Cords. Did you know that as early as 1664, British physicist Robert Hooke was conducting experiments with transmitting sound through a taut wire, similar to what we would today call a tin can telephone? Um, no, I guess I didn't know that. Isn't that amazing? It wasn't until 1876 when Alexander Graham Bell was awarded a patent for, quote, the transmission of sounds through electrical undulations, which meant nobody else was really able to develop competing electrical phones until the patent expired in 1894. Since no one else could really work on electrical telephones, this period still saw acoustic phone innovation to the extent that as late as 1888, an acoustic phone was deployed for railroad communications that was almost three miles long. Sounds like a classic example of patent protections forcing the market to innovate. Sure. 1877 was a big year for Bell. He brought his new technology to the international stage through a number of public demonstrations, including one in Queen Victoria's home where she called the device most extraordinary. He also created his famous Bell Telephone Company and installed electrical telephones into over 150,000 people's homes by 1886. And the rest, as they say, is history. Thanks for listening to this chapter of Telephones, What even are the- I mean, of cords not. Oh. That's- that's it? Stay tuned for- Chapter 2, Cutting the Cord. But the whole segment is about things going cordless, is it not? Right. And you just did a whole episode about 200-year-old tech that relied entirely on cords. That's right. I mean, usually this show focuses more on modern tech innovations, I guess. I just thought we'd talk about, like, cell phone innovations. 5G wireless, or something like that. 
Well, you only gave me 5G minutes for the segment, Tracy. Um, f fair enough, I suppose. But next time we will actually hear about phones going wireless, correct? Of course not. Um, is that a yes, though? You betcha. Well, thank you for your expertise, Dr. Watts. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the purpose of this segment. I can't wait to tell you about it. We'll be right back with more disruption after the following message. The Luther family of AI products is here to take care of all the boring parts of life so you can spend more time doing the things you love. Take, for example, the Luther AI Resume Writer. Well, I was struggling to land a job. My kids were hungry. Uh, so I decided to spend the last of my inheritance on the Luther AI Resume Writer. I gave it my passwords and it scrubbed the internet for every bit of data it could find about me and uploaded that via its Blue Luth connection to the Luther Cloud, where I'm told I don't need to think about it anymore. Let's see what Luther found. Todd, your resume has been generated. We found your most marketable qualifications to include the following. Worked at a startup company for seven months as a customer service rockstar friends with two people who own boats, and has not posted the n-word online since age 14, and it was only a quote from Childish Gambino. With my AI resume, I landed a job washing dishes at the airport Bojangles, and now my family can eat again. Wow, another satisfied customer! Thanks, Luther. Luther. Let us do the thinking. My guest today is Tom Felderman, Chief Technology Officer of The Unpany, a corporation that is flipping upside down many of the ways that companies typically behave. With their powerful slogan, Unimagining the Unpossible, this large conglomerate has touched many industries. However, you likely first heard of them with the release of their wildly successful product, the Umbrella. Recently, their pharmaceutical division has been the subject of some controversy, about which I'll be asking some difficult questions. Tom was kind enough to take time out of his busy schedule to speak with me via a Google Hangout session, just one of the fantastic and easy-to-use features available to me as a perk of my Gmail account from Google. Tom, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to get to talk about all the exciting things we're doing here at the company. Now, of course, most people have heard about you by now, but for those who might not be familiar, the Unpany might sound like a pretty strange name. So, could you tell me a bit about what the word Unpany means to you? Well, when our founder started this company many years ago, she had a vision. She saw how other companies operated. She wanted to create a company that was the opposite of all that. And that's when the idea for the Unpany was born. A couple months and a little bit of seed money from her dad 
offshore drilling operation, and the Unpany dream was a reality. So I'm sure a lot of people are wondering then, what exactly makes this particular company un? Well, there's a number of things we do to separate ourselves from what you might expect of a large corporation. For example, when we do our hiring, instead of traditional interviews, all our job candidates go through what we like to call an interview. In this system, candidates simply answer a few questions asked of them by the Luther AI auto-interview system. Oh, very nice. And then the AI ranks them based on a number of metrics, including their profitability, uh, their ability to generate a profit, and overall submissiveness. We save time and money by not uh, having a real person conduct interviews, and the interviewees uh, don't have to deal with the awkwardness of communicating with another human being. In my opinion, it's a win-win. And if the AI ranks them high enough, they'll quickly be assigned a desk to work at in one of our sphericals. Sphericals? Ah, uh, yes. Um, how do I explain this? Uh, it's like a cubicle, but, you know, rounded a little bit. I've been told it's aesthetic. I see. That seems to be all the rage these days. Yes, and uh, on top of that, we care deeply about our employees, and that's why everyone at the company, <laughs> I'm sorry, the company, is allowed to buy into our proprietary 401k plan. Interesting. Could you tell me more about how that works? Our 401k plan stems from how we like to think of the company as more of a family. That's why we don't like to think of our employees as individuals, but rather individuals. And when everybody supports the family, everybody wins. So in our system, employees match a percentage of their own salary to pay back to the company, which in turn we use to help pay them and to institute certain reforms and services for our company on family. Well, that sounds like a nice way of giving back to your staff, but I do have to point out, and I really hate to bring this up, but they're have been reports recently about workers in your shipping departments not receiving bathroom breaks, sometimes even soiling themselves on the factory floor, and in some cases being fired for having done just that. So when things like that are happening in your unpany, what exactly are these 401k funds being spent on? Well, Tracy, that really is a shame. A shameful shame. And we deeply deeply regret every time that that has happened. But with the 401k plan, we hope to be able to institute up to one additional bathroom break per shift within the next, I don't know, three to five fiscal years. In the meantime, I'm pleased to announce that we've raised 70% of the funds we need to buy our social media team a second foosball table. Well, I'm glad to hear that steps in the right direction are being taken. Oh, absolutely. And as if that weren't enough, we recently heard rumors that a group of frustrated employees wanted the company to onionize, which we immediately supported wholeheartedly. Um, I'm sorry, you said your employees wanted to onionize. Oh, yeah, Tracy. We heard them saying all sorts of things, like, we need to form an onion. It's so greedy that they won't let us onionize. Without the collective bargaining afforded to us by an 
onion. How can we feed our families? We heard them loud and clear, Tracy. And I'm proud to unveil to you, exclusively, today, for the first time ever, the company's first foray into the GMO foods market, the onion. Hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong here, Tom, but what I'm seeing on my Google Hangouts screen looks quite similar to a typical onion that you might buy at a grocery store. Ah, but looks can be deceiving. Among other exciting new features, the onion has a nice, lemony aftertaste. And I can't wait to see the excited looks on our employees' faces when they hear about our plan to onionize. That's wonderful to hear about all the good things that you're doing for your employees. Ah, I think um, you mean employees. Sorry, you're right. It's great to hear about all the good things you're doing for your employees. But let's discuss how things have been going with your consumers. And of course that means I do think we need to discuss the elephant in the room. <clears throat> You've been in the news recently. I understand there's a bit of controversy over one of your recent products. Oh yeah, yeah, what a bunch of hogwash if you ask me. Well, a lot has been said in the media, but I do want to give you a chance, right here, to defend yourself. Look, Tracy. We may, or may not have, made some mistakes with our pharmaceutical division. But I assure you, we never meant any harm with the rollout of the... Unpioid. Yes, let's please talk about the Unpioids, because I think people were reasonably upset at your recent advertising campaign. In fact, among other things, you've been accused of minimizing the risks of a highly addictive substance, advertising to children and to teenagers, and even encouraging the illegal transfer of prescription drugs. So, with those allegations in mind, what exactly do you have to say for yourself? Tracy, look, could we have done some things differently? Sure. But I stand by unpioids as a product that could have helped a lot of people if we had not been forced to take it off the market. Regardless, Let's not let this media circus distract from some of our other great products. Remember the umbrella? Well, obviously I remember the umbrella. Everybody loves the umbrella. How could you not? It was revolutionary. So let's not get too caught up on one tiny mistake. Well, before we get too distracted, just for our listeners who may not have seen the advertisements yet... I wanted to play a quick clip from a recent commercial for Unpioids. Oh, Tracy, is that really necessary? Let's just play the clip. That was before the doc hooked me up with some radical meds to get me back on my feet and back on my board. But I thought the painkillers were like, totally lame! <laughs> Not these ones, little man. The new unpioids from the company come in loads of totally sick flavors, like radical raspberry, half-pipe pineapple, and even Mountain Dew. Here, try one! Whoa, tubular! Try them all and you'll be hooked. Unpioids rule! I take unpioids to stay totally awesome. How do you unpioid? Yeah! 
so I do have to admit that that's not a very flattering look for your company. Umpany. Right, umpany. And this isn't the first time that this has happened, either. We did see a similar controversy just two years ago when you launched Unsolin. So, how can consumers trust that you've learned your lesson this time? Tracy, 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 everybody makes mistakes. We're no different. But I think when customers look at the totality of the products we have to offer, they'll understand that a few blips here and a few blips there are nothing to be concerned about. We're still absolutely a positive and necessary force in this world. Where would society be without musical instruments, incandescent light bulbs, or our affordable health insurance plans? And of course, who wants to live in a world without umbrellas? I do love umbrellas. Who doesn't? They're fantastic. So, I would understand if you can't trust us after the recent controversies. But, if you're interested, I'd like to give you an exclusive offer. Hmm. I'm listening. We haven't officially launched this opportunity yet, but we'd like to invite you, Tracy Newman, to be the first ever member of the company Investment Plan. Oh, wow, I'm really flattered. And I've appreciated a good investment opportunity in the past, so perhaps an investment might be up my alley as well. How exactly does this work? Well, we wanted to avoid the whole greedy corporate scheme of going public and dealing with stockholders and regulations and whatnot. So, we don't take investments, but rather, investments. You agree to pay for an investment service in which you pay us a small monthly fee. We're all about accessibility, so the payments work on a sliding scale that starts at just $100 a month. Ah, this sounds like a interesting, or should I say, interesting opportunity. And that's not all, Tracy. With a minimum of a three-year contract, you get the chance to enter the Platinum Club, which gets you access to the exclusive features like 5% discounts on our pharmaceuticals, opportunities to place notes in our suggestion box, and access to our online forums. And we guarantee that in some number of years, pending company profits, you will be paid back a percentage of your investment, possibly, but non-bindingly, a percentage that is over 100. That does sound rather disruptive. Well, Tracy, what do you think? Oh, I... I don't know, you're putting me on the spot here a little bit. You wouldn't want to miss an opportunity to be part of the next Umbrella, would you? Ah, okay, how could I say no? Sign me up. I knew we could count on you. Well, I guess we should just end the interview here. I guess it sounds like I've got some papers to sign. That's right. Let's get you signed up for the Deluxe Platinum Gold Plan. Ooh, that sounds good to me. Tom, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Tracy. Now, just click uh, there and okay. just sign there. Sure. And uh, big signature right there. Yeah, and sure. uh, type your bank account number right there. I went in to my interview with Tom, expecting to have to speak truth to power. But what I came out with was a portrait of a man who is clearly remorseful for past actions and has a vision of a brighter future for the Unpany. And with my new investment, 
I get to be a part of that future as well. I'm sure my hefty monthly fees will pay off in spades in my future, especially after news that the Unpany will soon be entering the untertainment industry. Their first feature film, Unception, releases this holiday season. After our initial conversation, Mr. Felderman emailed me an early look at the press release for their new GMO food product, The Onion. The release describes many of its exciting features, including, but not limited to, significantly decreased eye pain while cutting the onion, and significantly increased mouth pain while eating the onion. When I pointed out that the spelling of the word onion might confuse some customers due to it being spelled the same as the word union, he replied, and I quote, Oh no, oh no no no, we don't have any of those here. With the house that Umbrella's built clearly having learned from their past mistakes and so obviously making changes for a better future, both for their employees and their customers, the only recommendation I can give for the Unpany is, of course, Unvest Now. Before we go, let's check in on our listener mailbag. You may remember our question for listeners last episode was, what is the most innovative toaster you've used this year? We received lots of great responses, but the winner this week goes to Franz Van Derven, who wrote, I was staying in a Best Western hotel last month and was excited to participate in their continental breakfast. Confusingly, when I arrived, I noticed that all of the bread, even though it lay dormant in sealed loaf bags, was completely burnt. A strange light coming from the toaster across the room beckoned toward me. Somehow it told me without words to place two slices of the charred, crisp toast into the toaster. I placed the black bread into the luminous slot and felt an all-encompassing sense of calm overtake me when I pushed down the lever. As I waited for my toast to become more burnt than it already was, I began to see strange visions. I saw the birth and death of galaxies, the rise and fall of kingdoms, I saw the beginning of my life and I felt its end. When I came to, I was naked in an empty lot where the best western once was. On the ground beside me was the mysterious toaster, and in my hands were the two slices of toast that, what felt like a lifetime ago, I had placed into that damn toaster. To my horror, the slices of bread had been untoasted, gone from a charred black to a limp multigrain. The police arrived soon after, and told me that there had never been a Best Western at this address. As they forced me into the patrol car, I kicked and screamed to be given another chance to know the secrets of that strange, powerful, innovative toaster. Please, please just give me one more chance. Big thank you to Franz Van Derven for that thoughtful response. This week's question is, if you could go back in time and suggest a hobby for a famous inventor, who would you talk to, and what would you suggest they spend their time doing instead of wasting it doing all that inventing? 
As always, you can send your responses to disruptcast at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-R-U-P-T-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That's all the time I have for today. It's a beautiful day outside, the sun is shining bright, and there's not a cloud in the sky. So I think it's time for me to grab my umbrella and go for a stroll. Until next time, never stop disrupting. Hey, um, my name's Tegan. I'm Tracy's, uh, manager. He always forgets to do the credits, but he left the door open, so I guess I'll just run through some shoutouts for the last three episodes for him. Disruptcast would not be possible without the vocal talents of Ross Carapondo in episode one, Brendan Osborne in episode two, and both Elizabeth Yurkov and Kenneth Osborne in episode three, plus Jalon Ember for providing the excellent Invest Now clips in all three episodes. Uh, music has been provided by John Luke Hefferman, who wrote the Unpioid commercial music in this episode, which was the first original piece of music just for Disruptcast. And uh, his incredible backlog of music has elevated what would otherwise be a very boring show every time. And huge thanks to everybody who's told me that this is something that's actually interesting and unique and worth doing, and to everybody who's listening right now. If you like this weird thing that we're doing, I'd love if you left a review on iTunes or told your friends about it or something. Or not. That's okay, too. Uh, okay. The next episode won't take as long as this one did. I hope you have a good day. Take care.